It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. We have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. There's not many teams at the beginning of the year that can say that. We have a chance to, and, and it's got to be on us to make that happen. You're listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide with Ted Ramey. This is our opportunity. Our time is, is now. Our window is now. 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 Hurdle dumped it in. Now he's going to put his body in the way of the puck to dig it around the boards. Kerfoot there at the near side boards, kicked it away from Kane. Hurdle takes it back, flips to the right point, burns the shot, SCORE! Guess who tipped that puck in front of the net? That's right, it's the captain, Joe Pavelski! And the Sharks take the one nothing lead in Game 7! Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Morning Tide, the official morning show podcast of the San Jose Sharks. I'm your host, Ted Ramey. What a night, what a game, what a team. And what a brilliant fact that unlike our last Game 7, my voice is actually here and working with me 100%. Man, last night at the arena was amazing. The 2019 San Jose Sharks making you feel good about being a fan of sports again. And I'm going to start us off. This was the audio I recorded as time was winding down inside the tank last night another one of those special nights at sap center i was getting goosebumps and i was waiting to go down afterwards to get post-game audio and do an interview and i just heard this sound resonating through the through the arena and i thought to myself ted you work in an auditory medium if you do not record this sound right now just the overall atmosphere of what's happening you will regret it for the rest of your life And this is what it sounded like as time wound down on the Colorado Avalanche sending the Sharks to the Western Conference Finals. magic it was absolute magic it started with joe pavelski the roar he got when they showed him every time during pregame warm-ups and then when they announced him as one of the starters and the place just goes absolutely nuts and then when he scores the first goal of the game and then he also gets an assist i mean it was just one of those nights where you're sitting there thinking to yourself, this is what it's all about. This is why you put up with the bad times. This is why you put up with the painful losses. This is why you put up with all of the negativity that sometimes you find yourself entrenched in as a fan 
of a professional sports team. This is what happens. There are the crippling lows and there are the absolute euphoric highs and euphoria was exactly what we got last night. And it was, again, magic. That's the only word I can come back to. Last night was magic. It was not as dramatic as the Game 7 we saw against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. That was a previous series this was the here and now, and it was awesome. And again, I just keep on going back through all the different things that happened. I mean, again, like I said, Pavelski scoring the first goal and the Sharks going up one nothing, and then taking the 2 nothing lead. And you think everything is, it's maybe going to be easy. <laughs> that was the thing that, that actually went through my brain. I thought, oh man, maybe the Sharks are going to, you know, jump out and take a huge lead. I'm thinking, you know, it's a big LFG going through my head. I won't... Uh, even though this isn't FCC regulated, I don't think you want me dropping F-bombs. I don't think Jonathan Becker would really like that too much. Um, but, I mean, that was what I was doing in my head. It was just, you know, let's go, let's do this. And I got to the point where it's up to nothing in that first period. I'm thinking, okay, here we go. This is this is just the start. And then they get a goal with six points some odd seconds left in the period. I'm thinking, are you serious? Was I this stupid to actually think it might be easy? Because really what I was coming back to is maybe, maybe I would be able to make it through a Game 7 without doing serious damage to my body and or heart, cardiovascular health. Because as I've alluded to before, I definitely, definitely think that years of Sharks playoff watching has probably shaved years off of my life. Now... I am willing to exchange those years of life um, for the joy that it brings, obviously. But it's just, you know, it's something that I'm cognizant of at this point. Just, you know, because I, I, ideally I would like to live long enough to see the Sharks win a cup. And then, you know, if that happens this year, then, you know, I can just kick off. But I would like to see it, you know, year after year after year. But, I, you know, I do take into account this is a... Uh, it's a damaging thing, but it's so much fun. Last night was so much fun. And, okay, so end of the first period. You're up 2-1. You're feeling all right at that point. Not as good as you would have been if it was 2-0. But then you get into the second period. And then they come back with a equalizing goal. And immediately I'm thinking, ah, crap. All right, here we go. This is going to be a strenuous overtime, you know, type game. And then suddenly I see, I'm like, wait a minute, is this going to be challenged? It was. And it was, and even though there is some debate about this, listen, I'm not buying, I mean, I know that some people, oh, the Sharks get another huge break. Sorry. The Sharks were the better team all night long. I don't want to hear anything to the contrary. I don't want to hear some Sour Grapes Vegas fan chiming in about how oh, the Sharks get all the breaks. Listen, it's professional sports. There are tons of breaks. There are tons of outcomes. Whenever you enter the, the field of play, there are millions, if not billions, if not infinite different outcomes that can occur. The Sharks have been the beneficiary in two situations over two seven-game series. That's not what won them the series. It helped them in this game because it validly, or with validity, wiped a goal off the board because it was offside, and the Sharks retained their three, excuse me, 2-1 lead, and then were able to take a 3-1 lead, Don Skoy, after that. That was just a huge change momentum. You wipe that goal off the board, and then the Sharks get another goal to take a 3-1 lead. It was huge. It was massive. 
and it set the stage for a wild third period, where of course, because nothing is easy, the Avs wasted no time in putting one back on the board and pulling a goal closer. And from that point on, it really just seemed like a 19-minute penalty kill. The Sharks were not going to be particularly offensively aggressive in the slightest. I think they only had one or two shots in the period, but they just went full out on defense. They were going to clear it. They were going to get it out of the zone. They were not going to be aggressive on offense. They were just going to 100% fully commit to defense and give themselves every opportunity to not lose that game. Now, personally, it may not have been the way I would have done it if I was coaching the team, but as I will frequently point out, what the hell do I know? The, this Sharks team obviously knew exactly what they were doing. It was the right way to play it. It did take some phenomenal saves from Martin Jones, who again, two or fewer, hashtag two or fewer. He was phenomenal. The Sharks' defense was phenomenal all night long, and particularly so in the third period. They just kept on stopping every single attempt that the Colorado Avalanche tried to put on. And you could see the the frustration growing in the avalanche. That was the thing that I really noticed is that even though the avalanche weren't giving up in the slightest, you could tell that they expected there to be a breakthrough and there wasn't a breakthrough. There was not that goal. There was not that moment for them. There was not that equalizer. And it kind of made them start gripping a little bit and start getting a little tighter and start trying to force things and start trying to make things happen. And it just wasn't there. The Sharks' defense was doing a very, very good job. And then, you know, they pull Grubauer, who again had a very good night, by the way. He made some huge stops on the Sharks. Um, and I, I don't want anybody to walk away from this series without giving Grubauer his 100% due because he was just a stud over the course of all seven games. But they pull him out. They bring on that extra attacker. And the Sharks, again, just keep on absorbing and absorbing and absorbing all the different blows that this Colorado team could throw at them. And it was it was a great effort. I mean, I just loved the team effort. I loved that they all just completely committed to the defense. And I loved that they just made that stand that they were not going to let a goal in. And whether it was Jones, whether it was Vlasic, whether it was Braun, whether it was Carlson, you know, whoever it was, all these guys played their butts off in that third period and they rose to the occasion. So often in sports, we see guys falter. We see teams falter. This Sharks team is rising to the occasion. They are increasing their level of play when the moment demands it. That, to me, is indicative of a championship-caliber team. When the moment demands that they be better than they previously have been, that's what this team is responding to. Whether they needed to score three goals or more over the course of a five-minute major, they did it. Whether they need to essentially go on a period-long kill, they did it. They have taken on two exceptionally different teams in two consecutive series, and it may have taken seven games, but they have passed that test, and they now find themselves in the Western Conference Finals against a Blues team that, again, presents a very different challenge than what we've seen from Vegas or from Colorado. This Sharks team is proving themselves able to answer the bell, and I will expect nothing less from them in the upcoming round. All right, now we're going to segue into the interview I did last night with Jonas Donskoy, and it starts off a little quiet because 
we were in the dressing room and I'm an exceptionally loud person. That's one of the reasons why I'm in broadcasting because literally everywhere else in life, people are like, Ted, could you shut the hell up? Whereas in broadcasting, people are like, doing a great job, Ramey, keep it up. So I kind of tried to keep it quiet because there were people around us conducting interviews and my voice has the ability to take over a room. Um, but I was uh, stoked to talk to Jonas Donskoy, who, you know, netted the game winner and just a huge night for him. And it spoke to what Logan Couture said after game number six. He said, our depth guys need to beat their depth guys. And that is exactly what happened in game number seven with Donskoy getting the game winner. So without further ado... Jonas Donskoy. Gunned around the near side by the Sharks forwards. Melker Carlson's in front of the net. Carrying behind the goal, here's Donskoy. Moving out in front, shoots, he scores! Jonas Donskoy, his first goal since January the 10th. And the Sharks have a 3-1 lead. All right, so we're down here in the dressing room after the Sharks' Game 7 victory over the Colorado Avalanche. I'm sitting here with Jonas Donskoy. Uh, game winner tonight, man. Um, you know, just take me through the emotions of what you felt in that moment and uh, leading up to the goal and how you saw it. Just take me through that play. Uh, well, right before that, they scored, and, and I have to give credit to our video coach that saw the offside. And, and, and get him uh, a raise, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was that was, that was was huge relief for us that it was offside. And, and after that, we knew that, we want to score the next goal to, you know, get better positions going into the third. And, and uh, yeah, I got the puck behind the net and just trying to, you know, wrap it around and shoot it towards the net. And and uh, that felt good. I went in and and uh, big call, obviously. In a, in a play like that, is that muscle memory or were you thinking your way through it or was that just the opening you saw and you went for it? Just saw the opening. I, I feel like they're... Demons had a long shift before that, so they were kind of tired, so there was a lot of room. So I was just trying to, you know, get in front of the net and shoot the puck. Yeah. No, and in the back and forth battle like that game, I mean, you guys jump out to a, a 2 nothing lead. They get the goal right before the end of the first period. I think there was just a 6.5, 6.7 seconds left in the period. How does that, you know, what, what does that do to the team? Is that deflating? Do you think, ah, oh, we're six seconds away from going into the first intermission with a two-goal lead, and suddenly they get on the board? What, what was your reaction to that? Uh, it depends. I mean, I feel like it, this team has grown a lot. We've been in the tough situations before, and, and uh, you know, sometimes it might take you down and, you know, you start playing playing bad, but I feel like we took it well, and we, we decided just to keep going the same way, and, and uh, I feel like we were skating, skating good today, so, so uh, obviously you don't want to give goals like that right at the end of the period, but I think we handled it really well, and, and that just kept going. Again, we've got Jonas Donskoy here on Morning Tide, the official morning show podcast of the San Jose Sharks. We're down in the dressing room after the big 3-2 Game 7 win over the Avs. Um, let's go before the game starts tonight. You find out that your captain Pavelski is going to be active. Um, what was your reaction to that? And then when you found out that he was going to be not just playing but starting? <laughs> that, was, that was huge. I mean, I, I had no idea before I uh, came to the rink. And, and uh, when I did, I saw him in the lineup and... That's that's huge. He's obviously a big player for us, and you know, not not only on the ice, but in the locker room mm-hmm. too. And and uh, scored scored a big goal right away at the beginning. And um, I don't know. He's he's an unreal player and great leader for this team. So 
So I, I think that was huge that we got him back tonight. Yeah, definitely. And um, the crowd responded to him as well. As soon as they showed him in pregame warm-ups, the crowd was responding to it. H- how is that for you guys to hear the, the building waking up before the game itself officially starts? It, it was unreal. I mean, playing here is, is, is just great. We have unbelievable fans and, and uh, you know, even even the last home game and Pat wasn't playing and then uh, he showed up mm-hmm. at the uh, <laughs> next to the you know getting the crowd going and and uh, it's it's fun fun to play here it's it's great when we have home advantage we like we really like playing here and and uh, crowd has been been unreal all year and going into this game you know you come off a frustrating game six where you guys lose in overtime every time they scored you guys had the answer you know if that's not sudden death i figure you guys probably score you know score an equalizer after that in overtime but that's not the way it works obviously so what was the mindset of the team after game six? Because that was a game where you guys always had the answer until you didn't have the opportunity to answer. It felt like you were always right there in that game. So you're level at three, coming back home. You know, just take me through where the team was, how you guys were responding to that. Well, of course, it was, it was disappointing at first. But I think we, uh, we were able to forget it right away. You know, we had, we had meeting right after the game. That, you know, we have game seven from the home crowd. Like, that's, that's unbelievable. And that's, uh, you know great chance to have so I think we were able to forget it right away and you know just start focusing on game seven at home and and uh, yeah Colorado is a good team so we were not expecting them to get out easily so yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell me about Colorado a little bit, because this was a team that I think a lot of people maybe overlooked heading into the playoffs. And then they go out and they take care of business with Calgary, which was the surprise of many. And obviously it's been a surprising Stanley Cup playoffs across the board. But, you know, people might have overlooked them. And then you guys got to see the challenge of what they present. Obviously, a very fast team. And then they have the advantage of playing at elevation. So tell me just about the series with them, what that was like. And then also playing at elevation. Uh uh, all the credit to Colorado, great hockey team and uh, great series. Like you said, they play really fast. They have good skating defense, and, mm-hmm. and obviously the first line, McKinnon, Landeskog, and, and Mikko Rantanen, is, uh, they are, you know, world-class players and they score a lot of points. So uh, th- that was a big challenge for us to take their first line, you know. But but yeah, I mean. That's all I can say. All the credit to Colorado. Great series. Yeah, well, now looking ahead, you guys have obviously had big-time responses in two game number sevens. What do you think now when you look ahead? You're going to be going up against St. Louis. This is the team that, you know, it was – this is how it was in 2016. The history repeats itself. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I watched the game seven yesterday between uh, Stars and, that and uh, Blues. And that was a nuts game. That, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I thought Blues was playing really good hockey, and, and I feel like they deserved – the win yesterday and that's gonna be a big challenge for us again and and uh, yeah it's it's gonna be one goal games again all the time and tight series so so uh, we're probably gonna look at some video tomorrow and, and yeah. uh, go through more of St. Louis. Any part of you feel bad for Bishop for Dallas since he was you know doing everything he possibly to keep his team in the game and they weren't able to uh, put one in the back of the net I mean I think one point they were outshot 31 to 4 yeah. in that game <laughs> I mean, he really gave a chance for Dallas to, to take that game. But, but uh, I, I thought Blues was that much better. Yeah. Know? No. Uh, so I, I'm happy that they won because I feel like they deserve it. And now, you know, this team has had two Game 7 victories. 
do you feel the experiences of you know what the game seven versus Vegas was a once in a you know million type situation with the Stanley Cup playoffs that doesn't happen very often but you got through it you were tested in that series tested in a completely different end of the spectrum in this seven game series when you look at that experience now you look ahead to the next series is it something you can fall back on or is it each series is completely unique and each team is completely unique well for sure each team is completely unique but I'm I mean like these seven game series against Vegas and Colorado for sure we've grown a lot and Mm -hmm. uh you know we know what is it like to play in tough situations and and uh for example like today you know like you said they scored that one goal at the end of the period we didn't we didn't panic we just kept going the same way and and uh again they scored right away at the beginning of the third so so uh I mean, we have a lot of those experiences, and we know what it's like to play in the tough situations. So it's, it, it it always helps going to the future. And now that this team is you know moving forward and progressing, it seems like you guys went through a rough patch towards the end of the year. Obviously, injuries were a factor, but the team has been getting better and better. I mean, did you believe in the idea of peaking at the right time, or was it a matter of just the team coming back together and getting healthy? Obviously, you didn't know Pavelski was going to go down in Game 7 against Vegas, but do you feel like the team is progressively getting better as these playoffs go on? I do. Uh, I mean, to believe inside the locker room and in, in this team is, has been there all the time, no matter... No matter that we went through a little rough path there at the end of the regular season, like you said, but you know, playoffs is kind of like a new season, and I, I feel like our best players have stepped up to another mm-hmm. level, like Hurdle, Kutur, Pavelski, and and Tonsi in the net, and uh, yeah, I feel like we can still be better. <laughs> Again, we've got Jonas Donskoy here on Morning Tide, the official morning show podcast of the San Jose Sharks. How much is, is left in the tank right now, man? I mean, you've played 14 games already, and you know, this, you're, you're halfway there at this point. I mean, I know right now um, you're probably pretty jazzed, <laughs> feeling pretty good, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's been 14 games to get to this point. So, I mean, do, do you still feel fresh? I know nobody is, feels completely healthy in the Stanley Cup playoffs because it's, uh, it's a rough-and-tumble affair, but h- how do you feel? How do you think the team feels? Uh, nobody's tired. I can guarantee that. You know, it's that time of the year, playoff hockey, and and that's what I, I'm pretty sure everybody has been dreaming dreaming about when we were we were young boys, and and uh, it's just it's just so much fun. So I, I can guarantee nobody's tired, and and uh, there's. Uh, you know, we're halfway there, and we wanna we wanna make it this year. And then, in in terms of celebration, obviously, you got a pretty quick turnaround before the next series starts. Um, you know, how 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 do you relax, or how do you uh, you know let your body recover? What's is is it a pizza, a burrito? What's your what's your main way of refueling before the start of the next series? In addition to you know ice and stem and massage and all the other fun stuff. <laughs> I really don't have anything. Just just relax. You know, go home, watch movies, and and. Uh, start focusing on next series and uh you know it was great win tonight but but we're not done yet and we're looking forward for the next series excellent man well congratulations on the series win and a huge game winning goal tonight man an unbelievable performance from yourself and of course your team and uh, it's been a wild ride so far and i know that everybody in the uh, sharks fan base and community is looking forward to what happens next with this team man and uh it's been great chatting with you after a big win all right thanks a lot thank you again that was jonas donskoy and uh guy was just nice as could be and just a huge night for him I mean he's a guy that's been in and out of the lineup and he's gone a very very long time without scoring so he came up 
with an absolutely huge moment in Game 7. And that's what Game 7s demand. Huge moments. Huge performances. And, you know, it's not just Jonas Donskoy. It's not just Joe Pavelski. It's not just Martin Jones. The Sharks are putting forth team efforts. And that is something that you just love to see. You want to know that when push comes to shove, these guys rally around each other. It's not like they're sitting there pointing fingers. It's not like they're falling apart. It's not like they're crumbling. When they face adversity, they get stronger and they band together. Again, to me, a hallmark of a championship team. Now, I know I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm having a lot of fun with this team right now. And I got a text from a buddy of mine who's a huge Sharks fan and a very cerebral guy. His name's Jason and when the Sharks were up 2-0 in the first period and just playing their hearts out, he texted me, win or lose, they'll be singing songs about this Sharks team 100 years from now. And I understand what he's trying to get across. This Sharks team feels different. And that's no disrespect to any of the previous Sharks teams that have come before them. I have great love and great affinity for every Sharks team that's ever existed. That's just what it means to be a fan. Now, that's not that they haven't frustrated me. They most certainly have. That's not to say they haven't upset me, disappointed me, uh, again, taken years off of my life. But I really do feel like this year's team is just a little bit different. And we hear Pete DeBoer talk about it. He talks about the resiliency of the team. We talk about the fact that they're dealing with these problems. Throw the second half of the season. Eric Carlson, their big offseason acquisition. He's dealing with a groin injury and is gone for a massive amount of time. Joe Pavelski's hurt over the end of the year. They end the season on a relative down note. And then they go into the playoffs Pavelski's back and healthy, but you don't know how healthy. Eric Carlson's back, but he only looked at about 70-75%. And things, you know, just took a while to get going. And then, you know, you have a series where you fall behind 3-1 to to Las Vegas, and then you start roaring back. It's 3-2, 3-3, and then you're down 3-0 in Game 7 before, you know, the major comeback or the Pavelski payback, whatever you want to call it, propels them to an overtime win to advance to the second round. And again, they're without their captain, but they're finding ways to survive against a unique team in the Avalanche that have exceptional speed. And really, we're just stretching the Sharks thin at that elevation. It was it was an incredible thing to see over the course of seven games because the Sharks had faced just such a unique challenge from Las Vegas. And then they had to do it again with Colorado. It's exactly what you want from your teams. You want them to be able to step up to the moment. The Sharks keep stepping up to the moment. And I know some of you listening to this are probably feeling that I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm sorry, I can't help but be excited right now. The Sharks have won two exceptionally difficult series against two very good teams, and now they found themselves in the Western Conference Finals. It doesn't happen all that often. And I'm going to ride this euphoric high from a Game 7 win because it is, uh, it's just a whole lot of fun. The 2019 San Jose Sharks making sports fun again. All right, let's get into some post-game sound. Let's start off with Martin Jones again, a winner after hashtag two or fewer. Yeah, uh, they had a really good push for the first um, probably five minutes of the third. And then, um, you know, outside of the last couple minutes, we did a really, really good job, I thought, clamping down, making it tough for them to to come through the neutral zone with any speed and... and, uh, 
had a couple big blocks and, and big defensive plays, so it was huge. And Jones had this to offer when asked about the return of Pavelski. Yeah, he's, he's unreal. Um, you know, huge goal. Just, yeah, it's just awesome to see him out there. He's a great captain. Speaking of Joe Pavelski, here's Pete DeBoer on his captain returning. You know, you're almost speechless, uh, you know, when you – I mean, the people in the building, a lot of them saw the injury. I, I don't think you saw the recovery and, and what he went through and, uh, you know, how questionable it was whether he would even be able to be out there tonight. You know, it really was a, a coin toss and, you know, he obviously made the ultimate decision and what an what an impact and – what do you say? You know, it's uh, he's uh, he's a special player, a special guy. And then Pavs also took us through his day and the lead up to the decision to play. Yeah, uh, you know, after to be honest, after they scored Game Six, it was it was kind of like a switch went on. You know, we had been working and uh, been feeling good, so you know, kind of that's when I figured it was on and came back and got some things checked out and. You know, wake up this morning, feel, feel good, skate a little bit, do a couple, you know, morning skate drills that we do and, and get ready, get a good nap. And then, of course, his reaction to the early goal. Yeah, it was nice. I'm um, not going to lie. Come out, score um, early, get that shot of adrenaline, which, you know, was going since the drive in to the rink. And the uh, crowd was great. Yeah, it was fun. I have to admit that Pavelski is ascending in terms of my all-time favorite athlete lists. The guy is just a complete stud. I mean, let's flash back to game number seven. Um, when the Sharks were down 3 nothing, it was upsetting. But, you know, that's sports, and it's just how it goes sometimes. When Pavelski goes down and is lying motionless on the ice, I went from, who cares about game number seven? In that moment, I was terrified. I was watching Joe Pavelski motionless on the ice. This is one of the toughest guys in sports. This is one of the just, he's a monster. He is one of those guys that you don't ever expect to see in that situation. And when I was seeing that, I didn't care at all about the series against Las Vegas. I didn't care at all about anything other than the health of Joe Pavelski because in that moment, I was scared. I was was one of the scariest things I've ever seen in person in sports. And to see him now back and healthy and smiling and scoring goals and helping the Sharks win a critical game seven that they got this far without him, that he could come back and help his teammates get across the finish line. It was memorable. It was, it was epic. It was such a great storybook moment. And Jonathan Becker, the president of the Sharks, he had a great tweet uh, put out after Pavelski's goal, he says the captain scores the first goal in Game 7 after being out injured since the last Game 7. Hollywood script? Nope. San Jose Sharks. And it's true. It's so much of what's happening with the Sharks in this postseason is beyond belief, but it doesn't really matter because they're doing it and they're making these things happen. It doesn't matter if they're down 3 nothing in Game 7 and with 10 minutes plus uh, change in the third period. It doesn't matter that Joe Pavelski hasn't played for a couple of weeks. He's just going to go out there and it's, again, it's like a Hollywood script except for that it's not. It's real life. It's happening right before our very eyes. 
and it is again so very very fun yeah you know big credit to the guys just working just putting it in you know there's there's definitely nights and parts of the games where you don't feel great where you know we're not generating a whole lot there were moments tonight but you know guys just keep responding keep you know trying to get as much energy energy as you can and come out and play hard and um you know i, I think we earned this series they gave us a great run there was a good team over there you know that made a lot of good plays along the way and here's logan Couture giving his two cents on the return of joe pavelski it's great. He played a, unbelievable for a guy that missed playoff action for, for two weeks. To have the injuries that he has, come back and set up a goal, score a goal. I mean, I, I wish I could tell you what he's gone through from seeing it firsthand. Uh, you wouldn't believe that he's, that he's playing right now. I'll just say that. He played unbelievable. And then Logan weighed in on just how he feels about advancing to the Western Conference Final. Excitement. Um, you know, there's, there's four teams still playing. There's, by mass correct, 27 guys that are at home wishing they were in these spots. So, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to, to play in a few Western Conference Finals in my career. And you realize that you can't take them for granted because you never know when the next one's going to come. So um, that's basically the message that's been passed on to me and, and we're trying to pass on to these other guys in this room is you got to really cherish these moments and, and take advantage of them because they don't come around often. He's right. It doesn't come around very often and the Sharks are in an incredible position right now. They are on the doorstep of advancing to the Stanley Cup final, but they need to take care of business against St. Louis. It's not going to be easy, but... We'll find out what's up over the course of the next seven games. Now, there was a little bit of controversy out of this one, and it was regarding the goal that was waved off for the Avs that would have tied it at two. To me, it was pretty clearly offside. There's a large contingent of social media and Reddit and all over the place that thinks that it was a BS call, but I, uh, I do not agree. I thought it was pretty legit. Uh, here's what Pete DeBoer had to say about that one. Yeah, we, we have a we have a uh, um, a coach uh, in the video room, Dan Darrell, who made that call, and you know, tough call because if you're wrong, it's a penalty. Uh, but it was a game-changing call, and we've had those go against us this year at different points. It was a it was a huge call and a gutsy call by by a video coach, uh, Dan Darrell, who who uh, you know gets big props for that. Get that man a raise or something, right? Kevin Kurz of the Athletic. You know, ballsy call. Yeah, he buy him a steak or a beer or anything after that, or. <laughs> <laughs> it's such we just won Game Seven laughter. <laughs> <laughs> now on the other end of the spectrum is the head coach of the Avs, Jared Bednar. He just saw his team lose a heartbreaking seven-game series to the San Jose Sharks, and. I got to say, I have nothing but the utmost respect for Bednar and his team. I loved listening to him talk about every single game, talk about um, the, the different plays that happened in each games. I, I thought he was just tremendous. And I really appreciated everything he brought in terms of his analysis, in terms of uh, how forthright he was. And when he was asked about the offside play after the game, I thought he took the high road and the game of hockey, the NHL, everybody was better for it. Um, you know what? I, I don't want to even talk about the offside call, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like it's, it is what it is. And for me, I'm not going to talk about the officiating or this and that. Our season's over. Um, so it's tough. And, and, you know, we set high expectations for ourselves and, you know, we came up a little bit short. I think, you know, our guys worked every day to try and fulfill our expectations of our group. 
was a real good series, but they were the better team for, um, you know, two big a portion of tonight's game and they won and they deserve to win. I loved our push at the end. We had some chances to tie it. You know, our guys fought real hard all the way to the end and, and we came up a little short, you know, in the first period, we just, we weren't good enough in the second, just more of the same. And, you know, but I, I have to look at it now our, our, our season as a whole and I'm really proud of our guys and the way they played, you know, especially down the stretch and into the playoffs. It was a big step forward for our team. Just 100% pure class from Bednar, and I, at the very least, appreciate it. But you know what else I really appreciate is that this time around, my voice is working. I I can't express my disappointment that after the last Game 7 against Las Vegas that I was dealing with laryngitis. I could barely speak. I mean, here we are a couple weeks later. I'm still dealing with the after effects of that sickness, and I could not give it everything that I wanted to after the Game 7 win against Las Vegas. But I have been able to uh, with this one, guys. And this this was huge. Um, you know, it was a totally different Game 7 than what we saw against Las Vegas, obviously. Um, that was such a weird game, and it turned, and it just did. That was, I don't even still know how to quantify that or qualify it or exactly process it in my brain. But this was the Sharks jumped out to the lead. They had a call go in their favor. There is no denying that, even though, you know, it seemed to be the correct call. But they held on for the win, and they had to fight, and they had to push back against the rush from Colorado. And it was just a really, really good win. And it just, again, like I keep on hammering home, it speaks to the idea that this San Jose Sharks team will rise to the occasion and that they understand that they have to rise to the occasion. A lot of people like to think that that just happens, that a team just steps up. But you have to step up. You have to actively do it. You have to to actively be aware that you have to raise your game, that you have to step up in the moment. And this Sharks team does that. And it's been really, really fun to watch. Um, They've taken advantage of different opportunities. They've taken advantage of different openings. They've been able to find ways to win. And that's easier said than done. We talk about that in sports. So much of the sports talk scene is, you know, guys like me, some flapping head trying to say, oh, they need to do this and they need to do that and blah, 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 blah. But this Sharks team is actually doing those things. And that's not making me sound smart by identifying these things or any other sports talk host. But listen, we're all aware of what the Sharks need to do. The Sharks are well aware of what they need to do. It does not make me brilliant to point out what I think they need to do. But what is happening on the ice is that they are identifying weaknesses, identifying strengths, taking advantage of both of those, and winning series. Sure, maybe you don't want it to go to seven games each time, but the fact of the matter is the Sharks have advanced to the Western Conference Final. We are waiting for this matchup against St. Louis, and I, for one, am... Unbelievably stoked, unbelievably excited, unbelievably happy. I don't know how any of us are going to be able to handle the wait until we get to game number one on Saturday night, but we're going to have to. And that just means that I won't get to speak to you guys again until Sunday morning. So you'll have to do without Teddy for a couple of days, but I will be back with you and I will be back uh, ready to talk about more San Jose Sharks hockey because this is awesome, guys. This is unbelievably exciting, and I am stoked 
to be going on this journey with you guys and bring you um, everything that we get out of these games. This is a blast, and I hope you guys are having as much fun as I am. Um, a big thanks to Jonas Donskoy, A, for scoring the game winner, and B, for joining me for an interview. A big thanks to Scott Emmert and Ben Guerrero for setting up that interview, and a big thanks to uh, all of you for downloading each and every episode of Morning Tide. That wraps it up for this episode. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. And one more thing, go Sharks! Thank you for listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide with Ted Ramey. Music composed by Yogi Yend. New episodes appear each morning after Sharks playoff games on the Sharks Sharks digital digital platforms. platforms.